Welcome to Tax Today, a Vertex podcast series. Words of wisdom from industry professionals to help you transform tax. Each week, we hold enlightening discussions with tax, IT, and procurement specialists focused on shaping tax in the procure-to-pay process. Hi, I'm Kristen Schwabenbauer. Welcome to Tax Today, a Vertex podcast series. On today's episode, we'll be exploring consumer use tax audits, pain points, and how to address them. Our guest today is Larry Mellon, Vertex's tax manager. Larry has over 25 years of experience in tax compliance. He has worked to improve efficiencies and timely compliance in most tax matters. He's experienced in sales and use tax, value added tax, property, and state income taxes. Prior to joining Vertex, Larry worked in several industries, including heavy manufacturing and retail. So, Larry, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So, let's jump into it. I know you've got a ton of experience, you know, and your Vertex is tax manager. So, talk to us and our audience. Um, we know there are a lot of pain points around consumer use tax out of audits, and we want to take some time to discuss them during this episode. Do you feel, in, in your experience, do you feel tax managers are taken off guard when auditors want to look at consumer use tax in addition to sales tax? Uh, Yes, I do feel as if sometimes tax managers are taken off guard, as most tax managers feel as if an auditor from a jurisdiction is coming in to evaluate and review their sales tax. They often lose sight of the purchases that they're making from their suppliers and vendors to ensure that there is accurate tax that's being put on those invoices. And often when an auditor comes in, they're looking at a full sales and use audit and tax managers sometimes forget to look at that and recognize the potential exposure and risk with that. Yeah, I could see how that could happen pretty easily. And I think it's a really important point. So we know invoices can have incorrect sales tax. I mean, that's that's kind of a given. But why is this? What processes should you have in place to ensure accuracy with the invoices that you're actually paying out as a company for your purchases? Yes, I think that uh, often tax managers do not look at the use tax side when being audited by a jurisdiction. They don't recognize the tax implications of not having correct sales tax on the invoices from suppliers or vendors. Often what happens is those suppliers or vendors charge the sales tax rate for where they are located versus where the products and services are being shipped or performed. So a tax manager has to understand the tax rate that would be on the invoice coming from their supplier. If a vendor was using a tax engine, they would have the appropriate sales tax on their invoice for where the product is being shipped or services performed. A tax engine like Vertex's could help make sure that that correct tax rate are on those invoices. On the flip side, we should make sure that the customer is using the Vertex consumer use tax software to be able to validate that the appropriate sales tax is on the invoice that comes in from that supplier and vendor. Okay, great. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of different points there that you have. And I think in some of our conversations before, we've we've talked about how auditors make you prove it out prove out you're collecting or you're paying the right sales or consumer use tax. 
in those consumer use tax audits. You've had some experience with that. Can you talk to me about what that looks like of that process of proving it out and what those different data points might be? So a jurisdictional auditor is going to come in and request to see invoices on purchases that were made. Uh, They could be basically looking at your general ledger accounts and picking specific accounts that they want to see. And depending on the test period, the time that they want to look at it, they may take a particular area and ask to see all the invoices that represent that period of time. And then you have to provide those to them. And if sales taxes on those invoices, it should not be an issue for the jurisdictional audit. If there was no sales tax on that invoice, then you'd have to be able to go back and prove that you determine that that product or service was taxable and that you then remitted use tax to the appropriate taxing jurisdiction. So you would have each month, you would be including use tax on a monthly basis with your compliance on the tax that was not paid or not invoiced by your suppliers that you in turn then self-assessed and paid it to your jurisdiction. So you would have to prove those documents to the state taxing jurisdiction what you have paid for those invoices. Okay. That Yeah. It seems pretty challenging though. It seems like not, not an easy process, A, A, to manage at an invoice level or B, you know, when you're getting audited and being able to have to show someone, an auditor, you know, your paper trail, if you will, or your data trail. Right. So I know that a lot of people get burned in audits with the capital expenditure purchases because it's really difficult to address. Are there ways that you can potentially alleviate the risks or can you give us some examples? I know we've in the past, we've spoken about purchasing laptops and that kind of a scenario. Can you run through that for us? Yeah, I think that what happens is that when um, all that I've come across, all jurisdictional tax audits want to see 100% of capital purchases just because they're significant in dollars. Uh, I think that often tax managers and stuff, you know, fail to remember that they're looking at that, that they're focusing most of their time to ensure that sales tax is accurately assessed on their invoices out to customers, that they lose track of these capital expenditures, which could be significant. So again, you know, with using a consumer's use tax uh, software, it would be able to, you'd be able to map that so that any capital expense that was made would then be able to calculate the accurate use tax that should be remitted to the taxing jurisdiction. Now, depending on um, you know, the size of your company and, and determining what policies would be in place, you could spend a lot of time reviewing every capital expenditure invoice by invoice to ensure that, but the software should be able to do that for you. And um, the burden of having to put additional man hours on to try to figure out the tax, the software should do that, you know, in place of that. No, I think that's, that's great. And that makes a lot of sense. It's very consistent with what we're um, hearing as we have, you know, interviewed other subject matter experts like yourself. And I see the complexities here. It would be good to have a policy or procedure in place to, to review across the board, because do you want your AP clerks or your AP professionals really making those decisions? And, and are they aware of them? I would imagine that that would be a scary thing as a tax manager. But I look to you, you tell us, well, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, we, I mean, we, there, there should be no one who's making a tax decision other than the tax department. Accounts payable, you know, is being the primary because they're seeing everything. But when any person in a department of a company that has approval 
to approve an invoice to be paid, most times they're not looking at the tax. They have the authority to approve that invoice. It's up to the tax group to work with these other areas to put this software in place to be able to do this tax mapping so that anytime they put an invoice that has been approved into the system, the decision maker is already there telling them how that should be or should not have been taxed. And this way it takes that risk away from anybody doing something manual, the system would be able to generate that for them. That's great. So really what we're talking about there is putting systems and procedures in place that allow for tax to own tax to relieve the burden off of your accounts payable folks so they don't have to be concerned with any issues from that standpoint, but really allowing tax to, you know, keep their hands kind of everywhere where tax is being charged, where, you know, you might not think of it, right? Right. And with that policy in place, you know, often you may be making a decision that something should be taxed that was not taxed by the vendor. That then opens the communication with that vendor to go back and forth to make sure that you understand what they actually are purchasing in products and services to determine are you accurate in your mapping or are you not. It also educates you on what is being purchased and it also helps the supplier understand how the tax is implicated on the products and services they're providing. That's great. It's a complex issue. And I think that's also come up um, at one point that you made, the fact that the relationship, if you're going back to the vendor potentially to say, hey, what are you guys doing? Why are you charging us this? Being able to flag that and maybe make adjustments too, because I would imagine you know, even after you put in a third-party tax engine, you're going to have to make some adjustments. You're going to start seeing things that pop up, which, you know, you don't want that to happen. You want, you know, want to have everything pretty easy and, and smooth, but you also want to keep and maintain a good relationship with your vendor. I mean, I, from my perspective, I just say, oh, we're just buying something, but I'm sure behind the scenes, there's plenty of people at Vertex who, you know, they control those relationships and they want to keep them good and solid. So there's a lot of work there that has to happen back and forth. And I imagine that tax and, and AP work pretty closely together to do that. Would that be your recommendation? Yes, they do work together, especially when you're initially implementing the the engine that will do that calculation. It's imperative that you're working with them so that everything that's being processed. I think that for most part, most tax managers as well, probably do not have any idea of the volume of invoices that come into the accounts payable department unless they're working specifically on this use tax calculation. You know, they know what they're putting out on sales invoices, but it's not often they know exactly what's coming in. They'd be surprised at the volume of invoices that go out on a daily basis that potentially are risks for them by not having accurate sales tax on those invoices. Yeah, that's hefty. <laughs> that's, there is a hefty, it's a big lift for AP and they got their work cut out for them. But I think that's a big deal. It is a huge huge risk for the company. And when, gosh, if you do get audited, and I think we spoke about this before, um, you said, you know, it's not just your penalties and fines that you could, but even the assessments. If we get hit with an assessment, you've got to take it off the books. Am I remembering that correctly? I'm not sure if we had touched base on that before, but yeah, when you do have the assessment, I mean, you know, you're going to certainly have that. You, you know, did you budget for that money, you know, knowing that these audits potentially could be coming up? And I'm sure that most companies have home state assessments and they may have generated more state and local jurisdictions, maybe creating more audits, just, you know, I mean, COVID, states are looking for money. There could be a number of reasons, something you change in your business that, that would create more audits. And I think that a lot of times we're not looking at making sure we have reserves in place to cover for those audits coming up. 
Okay. Yeah, that's great. That helps. I think that, that gives us a real, a bigger, and I would say a full picture of exactly what we're looking at when, when you're talking about, you know, consumer use tax audits and the pain around them and, and how to address them. So this is great. That'll do it for today's show. Larry, thanks a million for joining us. We really appreciate it. Great. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. This concludes season one of Tax Today. If you want to continue the conversation with Vertex, reach out to us at vertexinc.com. Subscribe to Tax Today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. To learn more about optimizing tax and procurement, visit vertexinc.com. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-I-N-C.com. And connect with us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Facebook.